You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. I'm here with my guest, fabulous comedian, a uh, bit of an actor, are you? Did you do some acting, do you? And all around, good, good guy. Oh, he drives a school bus, too. I love him. You love him. Ian Gordon's my guest, everyone. How you doing, Ian? Oh, I'm great. I uh, I just put a chocolate in my mouth <laughs> as soon as you uh, introduced me. So it's good though. It's uh we it's we're we're just coming off Halloween, so there's there's just candy everywhere. Eh? It's a good time of year for guys like us. I mean, it is unless you want your big toe to start hurting. <laughs> you know, that's coming. <laughs> You're damn have right. You, uh, have you ever worried about the diabetes? No, I mean, I hope You're not. You're a large man. It's not. It's. I don't have it in my family, so I'm hoping. I think I feel like if I'm going to go, it'll be a heart. You know, my heart will explode or something. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping for the heart to explode. Well, you I know, think that would be the the better end than a slow pain. Here's the thing: death. is if your heart exploded, would you want to like? You wouldn't want to go off of that. Like, would you try to survive? Would you be like, well, fuck, maybe. Can you survive a heart explosion? Oh, I guess, a, yeah. Technically, <laughs> not an explosion. <laughs> you need you need it to be unexploded. Uh, too funny. Yeah, um, I'm happy to be here, man. It's hey, exciting. Well, thanks thanks for coming. Your first time at Never Sleeps Network here. That's nice. What do you think? We got a banner? It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Toronto's Indie Podcast Network. Yeah, I like it. And there's a hammerhead shark on the wall. Is that that's not a real hammerhead shark, is it? Um, I don't think so. Did you see where the eyes are? Uh, oh yeah. Maybe that looks like a button or something. <laughs> he looks like you give him, he, he wants to sing, you we know? Just, we just have some nice ambiance here in the, we got the view, like, look, tip-top tailors, come on. Yeah, the tip-top lofts. It's, it's really nice. And there's a lot of condos you can really see into people quite you know, if I was a voyeur... Oh, I know. Check out this girl across the way. I spend every podcast I do, I just learn more and more right about here? her life. Yeah. I mean, she's not... They, the, she went into the drape store and they were like, it's this much. And she was like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and turned on her heel and that was it. She has... She is not interested in drapery. I am opening my life to the world. Yeah. I am, a, you know, and... God bless. Do it. <laughs> You're a Toronto boy, eh? A Toronto right. native? Yeah, born and raised. Born nice. and raised in the east end of the city. East end, eh? The east end's good, man. I don't know if uh, you've had any other people on the podcast from the east end, have had you? Had a few. Had a few. Who? Do you remember? Um, who are our east enders? I don't know, man. Tim Steves, he lives out there. Yeah. If He's ever, not from the, he didn't grow up there. Have you ever had Tolev or anything? I have. I've had so Tolev So she's from on. the east end. If yeah, you're yeah. from you've, the east end of Toronto, man, if you're from there, it's like, it's weird because... I don't know. It's pretty diverse. It's racially diverse, the area that I grew up in. Uh, but there's also a lot of, like, hoser dudes and, like, <laughs> like Coxwell and Girard is the intersection where I grew up. And at Coxwell and Girard, there was, at one point, there was a coffee time. There were four dollar stores and a bingo Thriving. and a bingo hall. Thriving. In one block. <laughs> it was great, man. The East End. I don't know. There's something about it. There's something. Do you miss the East End? It. I lived out in the East End for, like, uh... It's like five, six years, maybe. Mm, my parents still live out there, so I'm there a lot, and I got friends, you know, who mm-hmm. high school buddies who haven't moved out, no, uh, because it's <laughs> nice. It's nice. They've moved out of their parents' houses. They just they just staying close, so they yeah. can go over for dinner. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just it's nice out there. Like if you can if you can live out in the East End. How many it's, times it's a week? Spacious. How many times a week will you go to your parents' place for dinner? Oh man, I don't know. It's definitely. Is it once a week at least? It's probably. P- 
Less than that. Less than that? I would say that? probably once every 10 days. Once every 10 days? I would say, if I if I could guess. Yeah. That's all right, though, eh? Because my, my parents are over an hour away, so I can't... Uh, just... Yeah, and like, you know, I could see my parents. I can come down to the West End and get coffee or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, shoot the shit. You get, um, you get along with the folks? Oh, yeah. They're chill. You're an only child? Only child, buddy. Well, do you, did you ever ask why? My parents asked, I think I, they wanted to ask me if I wanted a brother and they were probably on the fence and I said I didn't want one. You, were the, you made the choice? You're like, fuck mm. that. I'm sure I didn't make the choice. I've ultimately. seen the size of this house. No, yeah. I ain't sharing a yeah. room. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I had, I'd never really regretted it or anything. It's, it's a funny thing about lonely childs and brothers and sisters because you don't have a choice. You don't, you can't really necessarily feel one way or the other about it. You mm-hmm. can, oh, you can pine for a brother, but does it get you anywhere? It's not something you can change. It's, yeah. uh, and the street I grew up on, there were tons of kids my age. So I had friends my age immediately. I, uh, I have a brother I don't talk to. So if you want yeah, so mine, you can have it. I'm good, actually. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, man. I don't know. The East End, it's beautiful. One time, speaking of Coxwell and Gerard, I, uh, this is back in the day when, like, you know, pre internet, <laughs> and you could still watch, uh, porn on like channel 79 or whatever right oh yeah, yeah. Blurred, are, are you talking, are, i remember like city tv the the baby blues yeah but i'm talking about like triple x you could get uh oh, on, and it was like, on these like you, you needed a scrambler yeah, 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 scrambler was, you could hear it that's right exactly <laughs> so I, I met this guy my buddy's friend who was he was like i was like i don't know fucking 13 or something and i met this guy and he was way older I mean, you don't know how old he was because you're 13, you have no perspective, right? <laughs> Could have been 18, but he was older and he, he, I bought a scrambled box off of him and he gave it to me wrapped in plastic bags and we met at the bingo hall. <laughs> He's like, meet me outside, out front of the bingo hall. And I'm like, all right. So I met the, and then I would hide it. I would like, I would unscrew the cable, regular cable box and screw that one in and like, boom, I'd have crystal clear porn. And then you would, like, you would hide it from your folks? Mm-hmm. Like, you had, Wait, you know, you had the discrambler for, so your dad yeah. could watch any pay-per-view he wanted, n- not necessarily And I didn't porn. tell him. I was selfish with you, it, wasn't I? You hid that? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> it looked very different. <laughs> Buddy, uh, if only I had that type of ambition going forward. I, I think I peaked ambition-wise at, at, like, 13. <laughs> but you couldn't tell your dad that you had it just because he knew you'd be watching the Yeah, he, I mean, he, what did I get it for, the... the the fucking chess channel, you know. <laughs> it was a good channel. It was a hell of a channel. It was some intense <laughs> matches. Well, what did uh, what did your parents do? What were their uh, occupations? Uh, my mom's an artist. She's a visual artist, and she used to work for Disney and Novana. And then she taught at Seneca College for a while. Mm-hmm. And when she wasn't teaching art at college level, she was just a uh, a grade school teacher. So she was a grade school art teacher uh-huh. and general teacher, and she did that for years. And my dad worked for the government. He worked for the Ontario government his whole career. Ah. He lucked out, man. He worked. Is he <clears> retired <throat> now? He retired nice and young because he got a, you know, a package. And that's all right. He's been chilling. Uh, how he's old? Uh, how old were you? Were, were they when you were born? I think they were in their 
Like, my mom was probably early 30s. My dad was probably my age, mid-30s, kind of. Okay, so they were, like, responsible and, like, little, plan, yeah. plan this out. And I think, yeah, well, it certainly wasn't. And yeah, said, hey, let's bring a child into this Yeah, world. it wasn't, like, a sporadic, holy yeah, shit yeah, that's, decision. That's definitely not how my parents got yeah, together. Yeah, like, I probably wasn't, you know, conceived in, like, the back of, a, like, a club. Or... <laughs> you, were, you were conceived because it was that time. Yeah. Your mom saw on the calendar that it was time to yeah, make it was a child. Time. Yeah, now, okay, you now. You were brought here with love. Do now. So you were you were just brought here. Just it just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing was planned. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I was the third born. So and was there a big gap in between? No. Uh, there's uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, 1975, 1978, and then me, 1980. Yeah, I mean, you know, you were you were kind of maybe planned, but maybe they were just like, oh god, three. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> but you're the baby, though, right? So yes. you got some privileges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did all right. Did you get hand me downs from your bros? Everything, everything was all hand me downs. Like, oh uh, man. Old hockey equipment, man. I always had to use, like, somebody else's blood, sweat, and tears yeah. literally strapped to my body. Well, here's a question. Did you get your older brother's ID and use it to buy beer? Fuck yeah, I did. See, that's the thing. When I, <laughs> when, that was when I was probably the most jealous that I didn't have a sibling. When I was, like, an older brother, I was like, the guidance, you're like, the, you know that sweet guidance, man? That would have been great. Sure, whatever. But, man, if I could have used that motherfucker's ID. I, I got a... <laughs> I had his ID. It was uh, taken away by a bouncer no. two, two weeks before my 19th birthday. Okay, that's fine. But here's the thing. Uh, my buddy Dean had already tried at this bar with one of my brother's IDs, which the bouncer had also taken away because this guy <laughs> knew my brother, yeah. and my brother was also in the bar. That's so So funny. the bouncer like went up, found him in the bar, and he's like, like here's hey, your IDs he's, back. No, he didn't give them to him. He, oh. he, was, he just told me. He's like, he goes, I've taken away two IDs tonight with your face on it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, but yeah, then I was, uh, yeah, two weeks out. Oh, it was a man. long two weeks. Yeah, buddy. My, my buddy's brother um, looked exactly like him. And so, he was probably three and a half years older. Like, he, we were in grade nine and he was in grade 10 and we were, he was kind of done. So, we we were getting like full on. Like, I remember you could go to the liquor store and you could find the right cashier and maybe get out of there. But like... It was harder for us at the beer store to get beer. The beer... So, if you're like 15 and you go into the beer store, these guys are like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because what you're ordering, too. Yeah. Like you're you, always you order, ordering, like, yeah. the strong beer. Yeah. Let me get... Um, a couple Wildcats. Yeah. Let me get 12, 12 Wildcats strong. <laughs> we get two Mongoose, uh, two 40s of St. Ides. They're like, who the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. I bought a sweater at the beer store when I was underage. I'm like, I'm like oh, that's if nice. I'm buying merch... They're not going to turn me down. And what do they say? No, I, they they didn't even ID me. I, I I bought the sweater, and I still have the sweater today. One of my best. I'm not cottage surprised sweaters. by that at all. Yeah, it's a good cottage sweater. Uh, Olsen what? Export, baby. Okay, does it have the <laughs> the ship on it, or just? Oh yeah, yeah, it's got the ship. The whole ship, or just the fl just the sail. The whole um, ship? The whole ship. Okay. That's yeah, a nice yeah. piece. Yeah, it's a good piece. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking uh, 1998 prices You here. might be buried in that thing, eh? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> My cottage attire. That's oh, where yeah. I plan to go. Out on the Mighty, buddy. You have to. Are you going to do like Viking funeral down the Mighty? I would like to. You know what would be funny is that it's probably not allowed and they would like send a bill. Like they'd find, <laughs> maybe they'd find Kira or whomever. <laughs> It'd be great if you could go out and your death gets somebody else fined. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Just fucking somebody over from the grave. That would be great. To, you know, 
being setting up a bunch of things that fuck people over before you die beautiful yeah why not eh? what the hell why not one last fuck you to everybody yeah sign up people for a bunch of credit cards you know <laughs> put a bunch of put a bunch of one eight hundred numbers we and people's do, names. We used and to do this thing. Uh, just fuck with people. Um, we found uh, this guy's health card in Niagara Falls. Uh, <laughs> this is going nowhere. Years ago. Good. His name was uh, Bruce Bruce Bracken. Oh, BB the yeah, BB. Good old Bruce Bracken. Um, <laughs> and we used to. Uh, we used to send magazine subscriptions because you know, like so in a, funny. Oh in yeah, a magazine. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, just send this subscription to my friend. <laughs> bill me here. Oh, so man. Bruce Bracken was getting so many bills it's for uh, for magazines, I love and it. you'd whoever you'd send them to would get the first couple <laughs> issues. Then it would stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, I used to my buddy who I, who I used to work with. Over the course of working with him for probably about eight years, I would constantly sign them up for those you know they have the like the picture like it's like a picture of a fucking duck like yeah. on, on the on the river you're like all right here's this duck or like a <laughs> like a, a, sh- a picture of elvis beside it like a cd like a greatest hits gold or some bullshit or sundine all those things i would sign him up every fucking time and he would always get called and they'd be like uh hi uh josh we got you're the winning bitter for the um the, uh, the wolf painting <laughs> you'd be like god fucking Damn it! Four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we're so happy that you were able to build four hundred and seventy-four dollars. Really generous bid. Uh, <laughs> like, who, but who the fuck is who buys? Where we, do those things end up? Yeah, uh, this is uh, just go right to the garbage as well. Uh, long before internet, um, when you were in McDonald's, the applications for a job at McDonald's <laughs> used to be just on a fucking thing on the side Perfect. wall. Yeah, yeah. And you could just pull yeah. one out, fill it out. So we used to fill that out in people's names. I remember we... Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, There's this uh, this guy, Vic, uh, in my hometown. <laughs> Old man Vic, we called him. He's mm-hmm. like a, a GMer that just never married or whatever and always partied with the boys. Yeah. But he's like around my dad's age. But uh, we signed him up for... Uh, we applied for a job at McDonald's for him. And they great. called him and he's like, what the fuck? What, who the fuck? <laughs> He's just so mad. <laughs> I like we got your application. <laughs> Honestly, man, crank calls. That's the thing that, you know, the internet's all, all fine and dandy, but crank calls, man. Oh, I fucking with people calls. over the phone is great. Mm-hmm. They were always in good. You could never get hurt with a crank call either, you know? <laughs> They're always. Pe- the, the, the worst thing that happens is somebody gets really annoyed and you laugh at, the, <laughs> at how annoyed and pissed off they are. It's kind of beautiful. You know, yeah, you know, we used to prank call a ton. Victimless from, uh, crime. We'd uh, we'd hit pay phones and just call people up. Oh yeah, just fucking. You know, on a pay phone, you can still dial like one eight hundred hot tits or something, <laughs> or like one eight hundred hot hot cock. I, I remember like, dialing those and yeah, listening to the yeah. uh, like because it's just a Dude, preview for their. That's shit. right. You can still do it. <laughs> you can still pick up the phone, and it's like. Oh, hello. <laughs> like, who the fuck is calling this? Was that uh was that your prefer you uh, used to hide uh hide the porno box? Mm-hmm. Um that was uh that was your thing? What the porno box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I was just a yeah, it was like Do you have a- liberal parents? Did they uh do they did they give you uh like I don't think my parents ever talked to me about sex, but my dad didn't hide his uh porno Porn collection. Stash. That's fair. <laughs> no, I I I don't know. I they were probably liberal enough, but I never we never really like discussed porn or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that if it got, shit got out of hand, maybe. But like I was probably pretty run of the mill kid. You know what I mean? I'm not. 
Yeah, these kids nowadays are fucking crazy, man. <laughs> being able, think about being able to access what they can access. It's kind of freaky. Yeah, it is. It uh, doesn't seem uh, right somehow. Doesn't seem fair to us, huh? Certainly doesn't seem fair. We had to work. I would have. I would have. I would have jerked myself flaccid. <laughs> That's the, what they're doing. The first, uh, the first ever downloaded image I ever saw from the internet was a. It was so bad it took forever to download. Oh yeah, remember that old like. Oh buddy, I thing? have the same story. What but it was, uh, what was yours. It was. Supposedly, it was Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus uh-huh. uh, naked, but it was just her head superimposed on a body. It wasn't even done well, and I was just like, I was like, you think it's her? <laughs> and my buddies were like, I don't know, it's could be. It's so funny. Right? The first one, I, my buddy had a seven point eight modem before fourteen four. This fucking thing was slow. It was like it was like line, come back in five minutes, line, like it was like that. And the first picture I ever saw online was a close-up of a woman's vagina with a banana in it. (laughs) That was my introduction to the internet. My eyes feasted upon this, or gazed upon, and I was like, okay, what is, you know... This is this was the beginning. It was a you, it was a you leap. love a good banana now. It was too, a eh? pointed leap in the direction of where the internet <laughs> like think about the internet had been around for how long? When I'm like the World Wide Web, if I'm using a seven point eight modem. There was no JavaScript, <laughs> there's no any of that. And yet somebody who had access to it had decided, well, I better upload this <laughs> physical copy of this <laughs> vagina and the, the banana in it immediately. You know, I could put pictures of stuff that's important to the Constitution of the United States or whatever, Humurabi's law, or I could, you know, put a picture of this vagina. <laughs> like, really? I think we're all fucked. I think that picture was from a Hustler magazine. I might have had when I. Was I believe that. Yeah, Hustler. They got they got a little racy, didn't they? Oh yeah, they did. People. No Larry Flint was a good movie. If you've uh, if you're in the mood who for who shot good- him? Who was the dude who shot him? <clears throat> it was just uh, some fucking wacko. It was uh, like a more like a church short Bible thumper guy. I don't know probably if they ever caught him. Really? I don't think they ever caught him. Oh fuck! I didn't yeah, know but it was that. probably just some uh, you know right wing yeah, yeah. psycho that Larry's just trying to provide smut. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Who who doesn't want some smut? Larry was a martyr for this for the <laughs> smut. Like, think about all the smut there is. All these that people guy lost producing. his legs so you could see a banana in a yeah, woman's exactly. vagina. That's martyrdom if I've ever heard it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just know that, like, if you think about somebody, think about the difference between how that we were then versus now. If this this guy was producing this smutty magazine and he was so popular and highly publicized that he was. Like, there was an attempt on his life. Mm-hmm. And now you can go online and there's, like, any number of, of yeah, vile... a million people doing a million worse ...that are things. all disgusting. And yeah. where the bar of decency has been lowered so much that, like, something that it was obscene uh, years ago is, like... Mm-hmm. We've normalized it so much that we're, we're, we're all fucked, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, it's... Uh, I, I don't have a very good outlook on this world. I th- God, no. If you do, it's really <laughs> rose-colored glasses, in fairness. <laughs> You're probably on some good pills. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, I'm just... I'm going to enjoy the ride. I mean, shit, what the hell else am I going to do? <laughs> really? What am I going to do? Just drive that school bus off just a bridge drive, one day? Yeah, one day. I'll make my own Wikipedia page oh my god 
Uh, when uh, did you play sports growing up? Yeah, I played basketball. Just basketball. Um, You're a very good basketball player for a large man. Yeah, I'm. In, like, I'm what, out of how shape. How tall are you? I'm six five. <laughs> and your weight? Two sixty five to two seventy. I'm big. Than yeah, I, like, but you're I, very agile. For I can a man move. That size. I can move. Yeah, like when I was in shape, man. When I was like two thirty, I was really good. Like I could dunk and mm-hmm. I was fast. You could dunk? Yeah, oh yeah. Jesus. If I got down to two thirty, I'm pretty confident I could still dunk basketball. Like, think you're ever getting back down to two thirty? I mean, sure. I don't want to be. I don't want to be this weight. This is like. This thing is, is, you carry it very well. Yeah, but a, this is all ac- excess, right? All of our lives right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be. I can't live this way when I'm sixty. I can't be this <laughs> weight when I'm sixty years old, smoking joints and eating ice cream. <laughs> and, like, you can't. You, you can't unless you want to be unhealthy. I don't want to. I don't want to die in a hospital bed having been there for months on end because I'm why suffering. You smoke the joints and eat the ice cream because then you'll just. Drop dead. Drop dead. Yeah, my heart will explode. <laughs> no, yeah, I played, but I played, yeah, I played basketball and uh, I played all throughout the city. Like that was one of the ways I discovered the, the, the city itself because you're from the East End and you play in these rec leagues and then yeah. you go to like, you little, go to the West travel. End. Like you, you go, was it an organized league then? Yeah, there's citywide basketball leagues. Okay. And so I played in a bunch of them growing up, like a, a number of them, whether they were re- city rec leagues or like. Like ones like is is rec basketball the same uh, time period as uh, professional basketball? Like, is a winter sport? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it kind of is. There's a bunch of different ones, so you can play almost all year. Mm-hmm. Like, because you'll play high school basketball, and that'll be in the winter. And then there's summer basketball. There's ba- like when you're out of school, there's summer leagues that okay. that go on. So you play in those leagues. And like being from the East End, I would travel. We would go. Like around was it just city travel or would you would you get yeah, out of the city? Mainly city. Yeah. Mainly city. But uh man, the city was so different back then. Like you would oh, go no to doubt. like Bellwoods Park, you wouldn't walk through there when I was like twenty years ago. Uh-huh. People were like, It's fucking don't go in that park, man. It's insane. <laughs> I mean it wasn't lit up in the area. There was no Now it's one of the nice parks in the city. I mean it's a beautiful area if you think about it, and it's a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. But uh it just goes to show you the city has has like really rapidly expanded. Like but before, there were no, like, fancy, r- rich white people in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. really, you know? Mm-hmm. It was a Portuguese neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, I well, don't the, know. The, this house around the corner from me, like, just down the street, actually, it it sold, it was for sale for $2.2 million. Oh, great. It didn't even have a fucking parking spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it got scooped up. I'm like, who's who's doing this? I don't know, buddy. I know that, like terms of owning property in toronto it uh with the way uh, that i've decided to live my life it just doesn't seem like it's gonna happen well it's that's, crazy. that's the beauty of you being an only child yeah i suppose you so you don't but got a brother to fight over no but i mean <laughs> it, it, it's great it's people got priced out pretty quickly mm-hmm. i don't know it's you wonder how long your parents house uh they you've been there since like did you guys move at they've, all? Yeah, not they lived the a little bit were? when I was younger. I've they've I've been living in that house since I was three, so okay. it's pretty much that that house. Yeah, nice, 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 mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, what about religion? Um, Anything? You know what's funny is Gordon House. No, not really. There's no. I think that we've we're too cynical for it. There's a, there, I feel like my mom's side probably a bit more, and that's yeah, fine. I think you're, you, I see your mom. She's an artist. She's probably a little freewheeling. Yeah, there, this is the thing: is like there's some there's the in, 
the in overall intent of religion, sure, the concept of it, yeah. But in terms of practicing it and preaching it, there was that was never something that was considered. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever. Uh, but funny enough, I sang in a choir. So, like, I was in church a lot. I was in a choir. I you sang. still got those chops? I'll yeah. hear you sing. Yeah, I can still sing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I went to a public school from kindergarten to grade eight. But then I went to a Catholic high school. Okay. Were you were you Catholic? What was no. the choir? Was it a Catholic church? The choir church? was an Anglican church. And then you and went I to didn't Catholic wanna, school? This is, yeah. Just like, wanted to wear a uniform? No. The, that was actually a weird situation just in terms of district stuff. Like, there were, where my the, where I grew up, there were a bunch of meathead high schools mm-hmm. that you didn't want to go to. They weren't good schools. There, yeah. Those were the ones that I was in district with. And then there was another one that I wanted to go to that was just, I was just out of district with. So, it was either go to a meathead school and th- don't learn anything and probably get, knowing me, fuck around and get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or go to the Catholic school, which I, some people, some of my friends on my street went to because that family was Catholic. So, mm-hmm. I would at least know some people. It was weird though, man. You get to a Catholic school and the uniform thing was fucked up. But I, I did a whole... year and a half of Catholic school. I didn't mind the uniform just for the sake of not having to fucking deal with what That's I was going to wear. But the biggest thing for me was initially when I first got there was the was the religion because these kids had been they knew about it right they went to church and mm-hmm. they knew all the fucking prayers oh and you you, you fucking, I didn't know anything yeah, yeah, yeah. like I remember standing up but you didn't have to participate. But it, you look like an idiot if you don't know the Lord's Prayer <laughs> on the first day of school. Everyone's like, Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> you know it and now, though, eh? Oh, yeah. But I'm, then I'm sitting there and I'm just, I just, I don't know. Not only do I not know the prayer, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what this is. What What is this? <laughs> you're, you're saying, why are you guys all speaking together? It took me a while. I was like, this is a prayer. <laughs> do they do this every day? That was when I uh, I decided I'd never go to church again. I uh, I was, I think it was first, because I'd only ever go to church on Christmas. Just with Yeah, the midnight family. mass, eh? And I always had a few drinks in me. And it was never midnight mass because my, my parents, or my dad and his brothers got too drunk and ruined that for everyone. And grandma was like, no more midnight mass. Midnight mass is, is so, the drunkest church of all. It was five o'clock on Christmas Eve. But we'd always stop at friend's house on the way to church, have a mm-hmm. few drinks. <clears throat> One year I went, I was completely sober, and I actually I sat with my dad and my whole family. I used to just stand at the back so I could just get out there get oh, out yeah. early GTFO. or just show up at the end and just stand at the back so grandma sees me. And just I'm reeking like, I was here the yeah, whole yeah. time. You can't get too close to grandma. You smell like reefer. <laughs> and then uh, I was just sitting there, stone cold sober in church, and like... It was fucking packed the whole, like Christmas Eve, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the whole place was, it was a chant. They were like, I believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. Son of, and it's, I was just like, it was all monotone and yeah, fucking, dude. and I just like, I was in shock and I was looking around. My dad goes, what's up? I go, I'm never coming back here again. No, and he was like, weird. okay. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, it, it, that's the thing is like, do you really want to be there or do you want to be sitting on your couch drinking beers? Smoking reefs. Yeah, man. Like. I get it. I, I don't need to be told about all the religious stuff. I can see it, and I understand the concept, and I and I respect people who want to do that. But, uh, you know. Were you a party kid as a teenager? Oh, yeah. There's you getting dr- shit in the city? No, I didn't get... I, I was good at skating, uh, ducking the law when I needed to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we drank. There's drinking culture in my neighborhood every... Like, if you showed up on Saturday night, and the Leafs are on, and you brought, what time you brought six beers... 
Or you like, or what age did this start at? Sorry. Probably 14, 14 13, yeah, yeah, like grade eight, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Some are going into grade eight and then grade eight, like grade eight, I was still pretty good. But once I got into high school, like that, it was just like, okay, I can yeah, yeah, was, drink. We, yeah, every weekend that was, uh, mm-hmm. and like, it, was every, it was every weekend. Yeah. Pretty much. Like I remember drinking, every kid's got the story, but I remember beer really was oh, disgusting. Mm-hmm. It was a disgusting, vile thing. Yeah. You just had to get through it. And then not only that, but you drank it. And then you threw up, <laughs> vomited everywhere, and then you laughed for a bit after. But then the next day you woke up and felt the worst thing you've ever felt. But then you went and did it more. Like, you, yeah, you always told yourself, like, uh, you're like, well, if I just power through, I can, sure. I, can get, I can be drunk again off two more beers. Yeah, but everybody... Start then, again. But then everyone does that. So there's this, like, it's like this whole... Everybody knows how... If there's, think about that. If there's something that made you sick and you threw up, uh, and you wouldn't you normally the, be like, I the don't thing know is, about this. you would you would drink to throw up. You're like I'm getting so fucked up. That's tonight. true too. And it was uh, it was like a weird rite of passage to just be sick. We used to drink. Now man. my rite of passage is I haven't thrown up from drinking in probably a decade. Yeah, man. No, I think <laughs> I think that, that, that um, there was a definite like machismo like who can drink the most and that's so widespread right Mm. like if you got super fucked up you were the coolest guy that (laughs) night because you did something dumb or you you held the most booze like like i don't know man it was just drinking it was just like watching watching hockey getting drunk playing cards i don't know did you ever play hockey no i never did uh, what about you? You uh, can you go on skates? Or you ever? I'm not a very good skater. No, I just no. never. It, I didn't like it as a kid, and my dad didn't force me to do it, so I just didn't do it. I played basketball instead. Mm-hmm. I liked that game more. You know, was your old man a basketball fan? Uh, he played hockey, and he watched. He was a football guy, so okay. he wasn't a big basketball fan. So he he never went and sported. You never went. Down oh yeah, to the no, games? he he would watch the games, okay. but he wasn't like a he wasn't like a basketball <clears throat> fan. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But he was support. Are yeah. you a hockey fan? You just never played it. Like you're yeah, talking about like, drinking, like drinking like during the, the hockey games. I like the games. I would be again. I would watch basketball over hockey. Mm-hmm. It's where I grew up. It was weird. Like when I grew up as a kid. What year were you born in? Eighty two. Okay. So, so when I was like now. from the ages of like ten, you know, those formative years, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and even into like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I didn't, I didn't, most of my friends were all mixed group of race. Like I, mm-hmm. I had had like Guyanese friends and white friends and Indian friends and Pakistani friends and Asian friends. And like, I didn't think anything of it. It's just where I lived. Like yeah. it was super racially diverse. And then I got to, uh, uh, my, my high school was racially diverse, but the then Catholic I met school. Yeah. But then I met the other high school that I was at a district high school called Malvern yeah. and it's a white school all pretty much you're just token there's the token black guy and the token asian guy and that's just the school because some of my friends from grade eight went there and i would hang out with some malvern people and that's when i really was introduced to like white drinking hockey <laughs> culture truly because i wasn't around shotguns yeah and i wasn't and I, when i was in when i was 10 and 11 years old and 12 years old i was playing city basketball i was hanging around i was the only white guy on the team you know what i mean like i wasn't involved Hockey wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Played Cosm, 
in in you know but we didn't we didn't play hockey we played basketball that was what we did so once i got into high school and all those guys played hockey then it was like okay what am i gonna i'm the only guy out of 14 dudes who wants to watch the basketball game Mm -hmm. we're watching the leafers Mm -hmm. you know and it's fine and that was i guess just around the time uh i guess raptors were coming in when you were like Mm -hmm. 10 when did the raptors get here 96, 96 probably six yes. but like yeah the yeah, thing about sports is like if they if people are getting together and watching sports it's not it's the sport is whatever if everyone's having a good time and getting drunk mm-hmm. that's really the sport is like the background you know i can't remember the last time i got just together to it. watch a game with anyone we used to do it all the time and still i still i just don't care anymore guy. i love going to games i just don't yeah I don't know. I don't find the value of watching it on TV. I'll uh, Super Bowl. I'll, I might do something. I don't think Super I've done Bowl's anything. A, last yeah, couple Super Bowl is one of those like it's more like a holiday kind of. Weird. Yeah, that's it's not even about the game. No man, I've always been a sports guy, and I'll always love basketball and all pretty much all sports. But like, mm-hmm. it's weird because I was a big white guy. I probably would have been really good at hockey because I can move, and I was good at basketball. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just growing up where I grew up, there was basketball courts. There weren't. There yeah. weren't hockey arenas. A product of your neighborhood. That's Nothing it, wrong man. with that. You are. You really are a product of your environment. I uh, yeah, I played hockey growing up, but I uh, I don't know. I just stopped giving a shit about it. Lacrosse was my sport, and I still enjoy a good lacrosse game. Oh yeah, lacrosse is fun. You ever go see our Toronto Rock game? Yeah, my buddies played lacrosse. All all those like guys, those Malvern guys played. They all played like beaches, Bommy Beach Club oh, uh, lacrosse. Beaches. I hated playing against that. Oh, team. they were they good, were man. Good. They were good. We they had the best like. Actually, a lot of guys from the Beaches neighborhood are some of the best NLL players in the history of the game. Yeah, yeah, no, they, uh, I, I if you were to do like, playing them. if you were to do like density of best, world's best lacrosse players, there'd be a lot of them in the GTA and a lot of them in a lot East of, Toronto. A lot of my, uh, a lot of guys I played with made the, uh, made the NLL. Mm-hmm. My buddy Bubba was in the NLL. He's a fighter. I love those. I would not want to fight Bubba. Those guys made, uh, less than CFL players. Oh, yeah, but they, they just got drunk and, Mm-hmm. beat the shit out of each other and <laughs> you know that was really all time imagine being a fighter in the end my buddy bubba he was a tough dude like he could throw a punch man he had a hard punch were you and a this fighter guy, growing up no but i've been in a few fights but it was never the aggressor you're, you're a big guy like mm-hmm. did you uh i guess nobody's fucking i can handle myself nobody's been, wanting to fight you no i've been sucker punched before and like i've been in fights i've never been i've never had my ass kicked mm-hmm. i almost got jumped once but i outran the, the guys yeah that was pretty scary outran them eh how many of them were there? uh four yeah you, you're like I, the eight man can't do this oh man i can run fast <laughs> especially then like, people were always surprised when i would when i would run <laughs> i can run man i'm fast uh, for a big guy nice you're just drinking when do you when do you when do you start hitting the old uh the old bongs there bud bongs Am yeah, I, the old pipes? At, 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 you mean like as a kid yeah i start hitting that oh not reefer. yeah not till not till like probably 20 years old or so yeah it was not it wasn't a high school thing no no yeah. not really i it was just more again this is drinking mm-hmm. it's a drinking culture um well i i you're probably about like i didn't really smoke a lot when i was a teenager Mm -hmm. i smoked if it was around um rarely was it something i would purchase yeah okay um but it was like if a joint got passed to me i would uh sure i would jump on it but like i would never uh it was never really a thing for Uh, me i was always around it especially like again when i was like in high school first years of high school there was like i would go to parties and there was fucking weed everywhere big Mm -hmm. blunts and huge joints like I'll be walking down the street and I'll smell 
marijuana it's like it, there's so many strains yeah. and you smell a particular smell of it and you're, it brings you right back you're like holy shit riverdale park summer night you know and uh but i never partook for whatever reason i just i don't know i just wasn't and now it's something you, now it's something you enjoy buddy yeah man oh yeah yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that no i mean if there was something wrong with it uh I still wouldn't care. <laughs> uh, did you go to college after high school? Uh, no, I went to university. What'd you take? I have a sociology degree. Yeah? I went to McMaster of Honors Sociology Degree. Really? And what are you doing with that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, nothing, really. <laughs> did you go to college? Oh, yeah. I went to uh, Fanshawe College. And you're in the TV, right? Television broadcasting, pal. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think this the university obviously that people go there and there's this debate about what is it beneficial and a lot of people should probably go into the skilled trades or go into some something technical because this whimsical degree might not <laughs> really. There's two things about I get university. your job selling AM FMs though, eh? Yeah, but there's two universe. There's two things about university that benefit if you well there's a few if you go there and you study really hard and you work and you're in a degree that's like engineering or whatever mm. you will get a good job yeah right uh the other one is if you go there and you and you network and you are rich or your parent family is well off you'll meet other well-off people and then daddy will get you a job <laughs> there's that but then there's also the one that's like more with me where i kind of learned how to like be a, an adult like you get a lot of shit out of your system there you fuck around you live on your own you put holes. you live in resin mcmaster yeah you put holes in walls you fucking do a lot of bad shit <laughs> you get that shit out of your system yeah, right yeah, and yeah. for me that's kind of what that was i learned what what the difference between right and wrong fucking we caused a lot of trouble well university. how did you, how'd you fall into the uh the comedy world um my girlfriend current girlfriend michelle Oh, she was um, your previous girlfriend, and then you took a sabbatical? Yeah. Or you we knew were, her years ago? We've known each other forever. Um, and so she went to Humber out of high school. Mm -hmm. She did drama and everything, and she was into that performance stuff. And so she got into Humber, Humber Comedy Program. She was a funny person uh, amongst her group of friends, and I was a funny person amongst my group of friends. So when she got into this program, I went and and I had met people at university and we were funny and doing stupid, hilarious shit, blah, blah, blah. And so I met these people who were in her Humber class. Like, I don't know if you've had Garrett Jameson on here or not. He was our last guest. There you go. So Garrett uh, was in her class. And so I met him years ago, like when we were like, I don't know, like 23, 24. And... Uh, from there, I was like, well, I could do this. I like this. Mm -hmm. And I had just kind of started into profession, my professional career. I had a job with the, the government that I was given through nepotism, my father. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. What was the job? Um, it was like working for the consumer government thing where it was it was like services like service ontario okay. and shit like that you didn't have to work the fucking service ontario line did you yeah, yeah i did that for a bit oh really De yeah. dealt with the public mm -hmm. is that why you hate the public no man i'm <laughs> i like the i like the general public so long as i stay the fuck away from it <laughs> 
was this a good like this was your you saw it, this was your career this is your life trajectory what? going here a government employee no or? actually just the opposite of that okay. it was that that was what um imbued me with the confidence to to leave because i saw you know if you use a bit of foresight and you have a job like that you can kind of see everything right away you can say okay well there's this steady job and there's these benefits what do I do now? Well, I guess I should find a girlfriend and a house and <laughs> that's the end of it, right? And seeing that trajectory laid out in front of me, it wasn't appealing. And it's luck I'm lucky that it wasn't appealing because that a lot of people would love to have that when I had it, stability, right? But I I understand what you're saying because I followed that path, you know? Mm-hmm. Like get the job, get married, right, get right. the house. Yeah. Like- so yeah, you kinda have the same thing. And I I, I saw it all, and before I before I even went further, I just stopped because I didn't want to do it, and and I went into you know pursuing comedy that, and that's kind of why I ended up getting the sales job and everything else. Well, what happened? What happened with the uh, government job? Did you you quit? Yeah, I did. I just I just quit. Yeah. Yeah. What did your dad have to say about that? I mean, he just said, "Do what you want. It's your fucking life." Okay, that's good. Yeah, what's he going to say? I don't know, I'm, man. I'm Some upset. dads fucking smack you upside the head and be like, this is what you got to do. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he wasn't like that. Oh, that's good. But also, w- what dad can control their 24-year-old kid at that point? Really? Yeah, it's not who, about who, control. Can... It's about uh, just, you know, you, uh, uh, at the root of things, don't you want your dad's approval? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course. But I, it hit, my approval wouldn't be... He wouldn't approve of me doing something I didn't want to do. See, uh, would my dad, I don't think, would give a shit if it was something I wanted to do. I think my dad's more concerned with, you better You're, have a fucking paycheck. Fair. I'm not picking up the tab. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd, uh, I like, my dad, uh, he's finally coming around to what I want to do. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. That's and fair. He, and he like he came well, to his I mean, first show and he's like, okay, I, I get it, I get what you're doing. Yeah, dads, their parents are they're concerned for financial stability, obviously, and mm-hmm. they should be because this business is a tough one. Oh yeah, we're fucked. We're all doomed. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have confidence in <laughs> my ability, but I don't think that that necessarily means anything at this point. I think that if you look at, I was always a kid who could always like, I never tried. Like, I would never try in school. I would never study. I would get... But you would just preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would always do well. I'd always get A's without doing anything. Yeah, I wouldn't get A's, but... But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. So, I think it's weird now having that kind of uh, approach has led me to this very, arguably the most challenging career that I could have pursued. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like... It's it's a hard thing to do, and I'm gonna. I've come to terms with the fact that I have to work so much harder than at at this than any. But one thing that my well, dad good has too. always I've, said, I've seen your uh, your hustle mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. As uh, there is no substitute to working hard, unfortunately. And that's mm-hmm. whatever. Some people find that out early. Uh, some people it takes longer, but and some people know it but never do it. So I think. Like working really hard, you can do really well in this business. There's a, it's very broad in terms of the spectrum of employment that you can pursue. You yeah, can yeah, do yeah. different things with this this type of career. Yeah, you just gotta um, find your avenue. You have to find your avenue, and you have to 
I think you also have to open up the right doors, and I have yet to open up any of those doors. Well, you're starting, bud. You're coming around. Oh, Long yeah. Cord on, I'm, baby. I'm certainly not uh, not too concerned, man. Yeah. Let's, let's live in the process. I mean, if I didn't think I was, if I if I was worried about my sense of humor, then I would then I would probably not do this. <laughs> but I'm not worried about that. I know how how I, funny I can be. So mm-hmm. the right opportunity comes along, I'll be ready. Well, good, good, good. You don't want to go back to selling the old AMFMs, baby. I don't radio? want to do anything but comedy. I don't want to. I don't want to have a job. I don't want. I want my job to be in this in this entertainment field. I don't want to have a regular job ever. I like driving a school bus. It's pretty it's nice, chill. Nice, eh? Yeah. A couple hours a day, see yeah, the man. kids. Yeah, you have six hours off during the middle of the day. <laughs> it's actually one of the most reasonable jobs I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> I really do enjoy it. Uh, but I'd rather be gainfully employed doing something that I love doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's that's the goal, buddy. And it's uh, it's mm-hmm. a hard goal to get to. It is. Absolutely, man. But it's worth it's worth. It's worth it, man. Again, this is the thing. I had the easy life with the government. It was right in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're set. You're set there. And I kind of like spurned spurned all of it. <laughs> so <laughs> if I did that, that obviously means that I wanted to do something that's challenging, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, no, I hear you, man. I uh... And I also like that there's nothing defined. Like it can, this business can take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can do anything with it. So I kind of like... There's something about seeking the unknown, which is interesting. You doing uh, some acting audition? You going out for auditions during the day? I'm you got trying. Six hours off. I'm each trying, day? man. I'm trying to do auditions. Like uh, you know, big Neanderthal. If you need a Neanderthal. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, I, I I forgot to submit a self tape for a Neanderthal Neanderthal role. Um, <laughs> Because I'm an idiot. Um, but you could be the next gorilla tape gorilla. Well, exactly. <laughs> this would be a good gig, actually. Probably. Probably. Why not? Gorilla tape's good stuff. What did, is did, it? Uh, I don't know. When you like uh, when you started in comedy, did, mm-hmm. were you doing uh, more sketch or stand up? I started. I never really got on. I never did any drama or whatever. So the first thing I ever did was I did. There used to be this rants for rent room. And I did, that was the first time I was there on stage and I did a, like a rant. I told this story. Um, and then after that, I signed up for Second City Improv. Oh, so yeah. I did all the Second City Improv stuff, kind of get my feet wet. And uh, from there, I did a bit of sketch. I didn't, I didn't like it. I like, I like sketch comedy and um, they're brilliant sketch actors. And I think I could have been a probably pretty good sketch character actor mm-hmm. if I wanted to. But um, I just... I never liked the the silliness, the drama of it. It's a bit too... It's just not me, man. I'm more laid back and more crass, kind of, I think, as a, as a normal person. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that's why I think stand-up was maybe a bit more natural for me in terms of... I just never liked... I also... The, the appeal to stand-up, too, is that it's just you. Yeah, it's I, was great. Never, I, I always hated group projects. I, I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy the freedom of... The writing process mm, where no, I have to do that too. Where it's just like if say you're a writer, you write a sitcom. You got to write yeah. a fucking half hour sitcom each week. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can write a two minute joke. I can write a two second joke. I can write right. a five minute. Jo- you can do whatever the fuck you want. Just any thought you have, you can make it into something. Yeah, and there's no parameters. Exactly. I think that's that's kind of what I like. Is again, you can. It's you could start from anywhere, and then if you have something that works, great, and it's your original idea. And if it doesn't work, that's great too. But I don't know. There's something about stand up that I like. It's still, 
It's crazy. It's crazy to think about uh, what I, knowing who I was, like a shy kid growing mm-hmm. up, versus who I am now doing stand-up. I was doesn't, always, doesn't uh, compute. I always saw something like this. Like, I was like, I, I always wanted to do it, but I took forever to do it. Same. I, like, I didn't get on stage until I was 28 was the first time I ever got mm-hmm, on stage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Some people say it's too late. Uh, or, I don't know. There's, there's different advantages of starting early and starting late, you know? Just depends on what you want. Yeah. Like, I had something to say when I started. Yeah. It, it, again, it just depends on, on what your what your objective is and what your goals are. Mm-hmm. It's it is there's no such thing as too late or too early if it's in line with what you want to do with it. Do you have a, I don't have a goal. That's my thing. I don't ever look to uh, I think that my goal would be again to be gainfully employed doing uh entertainment whether it's I do some, you know, if I can do stand-up and then I can do some acting and voice acting and mm-hmm. and writing. And and I like... Charlie I honestly, Boggins on Nincompoop? Hey, man. Beautiful. That was Thank some good you. voice yeah, acting. Yeah, you see? I honestly, <laughs> man, I just like... I've always enjoyed... Again, I think I've really liked making people laugh. I've, I was one thing that I could always do. Like, when I, when I really started first being able to make people laugh and realizing it, I liked it because it got people listening to me. And it was a way for me to get people's attention and i was not good at breaking into conversation prior to Mm -hmm. and so because of that i think i've always enjoyed doing it and so if i can have a career making people laugh in a number of different ways that's awesome it's actually like really satisfying to know that as opposed to doing something i don't know it's it seems to it, it has enough worth for me to be something that i'd actually want to pursue is uh your your girlfriend michelle there she's uh is she not doing anything? Like, because she was the one in the uh, Humber Comedy program. She's really, really funny. She's a very, oh, I know, very I know funny she's person. a very funny uh, person. Uh, she works in, kind of, and she works in an entertainment realm. She works for a production company. And okay. They, they do cartoons. She's, she's never on stage anymore? Uh, no, no, she uh-huh. doesn't do any stage stuff. She didn't like it. She's not a big, uh, mm-hmm. big back of the bar listening to some guy talk about his dick yeah and, and you then were up there she was deadly was your, though this was your girl years ago and then you guys reconnected yeah we we did we i don't know i've i've known her for such a long time that why did you break a, up originally we didn't really it was we just went different ways like i guess i was in hamilton oh okay you know? okay so it was and, a real uh, long time ago yeah man no i've known her since i was 14 all right I've known her for 20 years and how long have you guys been together now um, coming up on year and a half, I guess, two years in April, I That's think. all right. Uh, April maybe. what? April what? Don't tell me it's the 18th, buddy. We'll have to go double anniversary, <sighs> me and you. I don't know. I think it's more like a rotating <laughs> Easter. I don't know. Do you know, know I still have to celebrate my dating anniversary? Oh. Even though I'm married? Well, that seems... It's a is ripoff, that, is it not? Do you have to buy stuff? I probably. Gotta when, go do like the whole rigmarole, when do the, is the date, date and everything. When, what was your first date? Uh, April eighteenth. And what'd you do? Well, I, I was. It wasn't technically a date. We uh, we we oh. went did some bar hopping together, and then we uh, 
Then I the made a time. move and made out with her in the bar and then took for, her home and she gave me a hand job to completion. No oh, sex, shit. though. No intercourse. That's awesome. So yeah. first time you guys ever hung out, you guys hooked up, basically. No, this was, uh, we, we'd hung out a bunch of times, but so this then, was like, we'd always hung out after like so comedy you're, shows. you're celebrating the first time that she made you come. I guess so. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. But it was, uh, That's weird. we'd always hang out just after comedy shows, go for a drink. It was a lot, a lot of time in a group setting, not really too much one-on-one a couple times here and there it was just uh just two of us but then uh but this was like uh, i called her up and i'm like hey i'm doing a show near you if you want to hang out after and then so it was just me and her okay on a I saturday like night went out hit a bunch of bars hey to you oh yeah, yeah you were yeah, all yeah. randy eh? oh yeah i got a few drinks in her and just starts looking pretty nice that last call <laughs> <laughs> you had that pecker all up <laughs> jerk it off would ya? Yeah, you took you didn't you weren't shy to take your pecker up you probably had your pecker halfway up before you opened the door <laughs> but here's the thing mm-hmm. I still got to celebrate our that thing now that I'm married, but we have a two-day wedding anniversary because mm. we got married by a justice of the peace on a Friday and then had Jesus a wedding Christ. ceremony on Saturday. So I'm just like, I'm up to three anniversaries now. Well, I think you keep it, you hey, play, your, play it safe. Check you play out. it safe and you bring flowers home every day. Look, they're having a candlelit dinner down there. Look at that, eh? That's pretty. What a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> Where's our invite? Hey, enjoy you your candlelit dinner, you fucking idiot. Look at, <laughs> and look, this guy here <laughs> playing his vids all by his lonesome. Why don't you go talk to your look, neighbors? He, he is one foot away from that screen, eh? Just face right in it. Oh, yeah. I like this. I like this view, eh? Here's a. We yeah. don't really record at night too much because, so we can't really see what's going on, but this is doing nice. a, uh, anyway. So, Briss is on a side, but we were doing a, a move. You have, you had Bar on your show? No, not yet. I got to get it. Barman. Barman down Barman's got a moving company. Uh, Smooth movers. Let's hope that nobody from uh, Canada Revenue Agency is. <laughs> but anyway, so we do a move. He's not there. We move this guy. And I can't move. I had to drive. So, a couple other comics are moving him. And it's, he, this gentleman's living in a basement. And out, up come his stuff. And up comes a chair, and it's a computer chair, and uh, there was a well-defined <laughs> and petrified <laughs> series of shit stains on this motherfucking chair. And this chair, like, this chair had just seen the day of light for the first time in maybe a decade. Like, the chair came up and was like, oh! Like, you could tell this poor chair was like, oh, God! Like, and, and, they, and then they, then the shit chair, I was like, guys, that's a huge shit stain. Like, I've been sitting on like, that thing naked, naked for a long time. Naked, jerking off on that chair. And now you're touching it with your hands. And the funny thing about the jerk, uh, about the jerk off shit chair is that, it went right on to the U-Haul, like like it was kept. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's going to the new place. Yeah, yeah, that thing's coming with me. That's well, covered in shit, but it's not dead yet. That shit chair's got some life yet. Got a few more rides left in her, eh? I honestly think you would have to get a scraper to scrape the shit off before you could put Clorox bleach wipes on. Like, you'd have to get the material off it and then go in with a Jabex wipe. This poor chair. <laughs> poor shit chair. The poor chair. Like, it was... I don't know. I would probably estimate it to be three and a half inches wide at its apex, tapering down. The, it was the, a, it the was shit a, stain? Yeah. 
It wasn't like a little little leaf, like a little <laughs> droplet. This was a well-defined shit. Like, it had been this, there a while. This man had not sat on that chair with it underwear layers, on in eh? year. Yeah. If you went through like an archaeologist, you could Ex- see the years. Yeah, like it had rings of a tree. You'd be like, oh, this shit stain looks to be about 34 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I couldn't fucking believe it. And like I'm like, if you, you guys, just, if you get down low enough, you'll see where he was jerking off to dial up. <laughs> yeah, it's time to throw the chair away. Put the chair out of its misery. Oh, too funny. I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came out and I was like, is this a is this a joke? Is this just for laughs, gags. Who, who is carrying it? Uh, well, it was Ryan Dillon. <laughs> Ryan Dillon had the shit chair in his hand. Oh, that's great. And he didn't notice the shit until you pointed it out? I think they were just so focused on trying to get this chair up the narrow staircase that they didn't see the huge, <laughs> visible, and especially when it came out from the basement into the light, it was like, <laughs> oh, like shining upon it, like a baby Jesus. Oh, man. It was fucked up. That's great. Oh, too good. <laughs> All right. I think we're almost done here. Well, uh, that guy's not done. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, he's nowhere near done. I've got a few more years oh, left yeah. on the shit chair. <laughs> what is that game that guy's playing, do you think? Uh, it looks like a first-person shooter. Yeah, Look, on a he's PC getting in, He's too, getting eh? injured there. <laughs> <laughs> the, red, the red flashing means he's being injured <laughs> by some sort of evil thing. Yeah, he's... You know, he's really in his bag there, though. Like, this is his shit. And they got this nice dinner here. Look it's at the Sunday dog night. under the table at the dinner across the How way. How long do you think that guy plays for? you think he plays till four in the morning? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Wow. We, can we stick around, Alex? Do you mind if we stick around and watch? <laughs> he just put a blanket over himself. Did you see that? Draped himself in something. Look at these people, eh? <laughs> Living the life. And we're surrounded by these people, I think this we? dinner party across the way ends in an orgy for sure. Oh, that would be cool. Keys are in the bowl. What if there was just a homicide? You know what I mean? <laughs> we got to watch that? I wouldn't want to call that in. Then you're going to have to make a statement and everything. We'd just shut off, shut the podcast be like, all right. Oh, fuck. Yep. Um, speaking of podcasts. Yeah, man. Let's throw a plug into your podcast. Okay. Here. Well, I've got a Food and Chair Magazine podcast. Food and Chair Listen, Magazine. Brian, Brian Ward and I do this podcast and <laughs> it's about, we draw, it's about food and chairs. I don't, listen, I'm not trying to break the mold. I don't have any political experience. Okay. I'm not trying to talk about things I don't know anything about. All right? You know things about food. I do. And chairs. People, I, what I love about your stand-up comedy is mm. all your jokes are very food related. Yes. But even the ones that aren't about food there's food you mention yeah. what you're eating while it happens you're damn right <laughs> yeah so like i just had wendy's and then this anyway, happens <laughs> yeah, saw some old guy get run over by a car uh what the fuck was i saying oh yeah food and chair so basically we pull we have an envelope with uh, uh chairs written on pieces of paper and food written on pieces of paper and then we draw them out of the envelope and we talk about the food then we talk about the chair and then we talk about what it would be like to eat that food in, in that chair. In that chair. And we've had some crazy you ones. Do one like, chair uh, an episode? One, you gotta... chair, one chair and one, yeah, so basically like three kind of 15-minute segments or so. All right. And uh, we've had some, like we've had a hot dog in a barber's chair. <laughs> we had, uh, I think we had pierogies on a tree, on a tree stump. Pierogies on a tree stump, not bad. <laughs> Uh, hot dog on a barber's chair is weird, though, because of the hair potentially getting on the dog. On the hot dog. So, there's a lot of places it, it, this can go. It'll stick to that ketchup, eh? 
Man, and I like to get a lot of shit on there. Yeah, you know? what do you like on your dog? Honestly, if I'm at the cart, if I'm at the barbecue cart, I'll get everything pretty much. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. I'm I love on. I love a fucking sausage vendor that has corn relish, eh? Yes. I mean, if you if you don't have corn relish in your hot dog vendor, <laughs> you really I don't consider you a hot dog vendor. I think that <laughs> you're selling yourself short and your clientele short. Nice. Personally. What is your favorite kind of food? That's such a hard question, but um savory food, I would say I love a really good pasta. It doesn't really matter what, like, you know, lasagna, fettuccine, whatever. Mm -hmm. Really good pasta. I love, I I really like prime rib. Don't get it enough, but I love good prime rib. Um, Man, even something as simple as like peanut butter and jam sandwich, nice bowl of cereal. Like I'm, I kind of like everything. Um, Is that, is that burger I took you for the best burger you've ever had? Which one? In uh, T-Bones. Oh yeah. It's up there. Scarborough. That's a beautiful burger. Scarborough T-Bones. Easton, I love the, I love T-Bones, man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was tasty. We're blessed. We're blessed. Gotta get back out there. We do. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag fucking blessed in this city. (laughs) This city is, I would say... You know, I don't know enough about the ins and outs of New York City, but and so you could say maybe it's it's superior, but I I don't know that there's many other places on earth that are better than the GTA in terms of food. Do you have we aspirations have of leaving like you you say you want to work in entertainment do you see mm-hmm. yourself going to the states like New yeah. York, LA? I couldn't do it. I don't want to do it. I can tell you right now that it would have to be and I would never suggest that it, this could happen, you know, who knows. But it would have to be quite an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It would have to be some uh, an opportunity that if I were to But you're go not going there, down there and slugging it out. And I'm not going there on a whim. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I could If I was going to do that, I could have and would have done it years ago. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I honestly am born and raised in Toronto. Mm-hmm. My parents are here. I know how good this fucking city is. I know how good the comedy scene is here. I know how good the entertainment scene is here. There's lots of movies shot here. There's lots of showcases here. There's a big, com- there's multiple comedy festivals in an hour's drive everywhere. The best speaking comedy festivals of which, in the city. You know what I mean? So speaking why of which, leave? I heard you just got accepted to the Icebreakers ah, Comedy yeah. Festival excited, in Niagara man. on the Lake. I'm eh? super pumped about that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Oaks House, baby. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun time. We'll have a good time. Yeah, we're going to have some ice wine, are we? Uh, if you want some ice wine, Bell, you can have some ice. Oh, wine. I'd go with the flow, man. I'll take anything. I don't give a shit. I'll take ice wine, regular wine, no wine. I'll take vodka. Uh, Just too feed great. me. Feed me. Well, we're we're very excited to have you down. Awesome. There. Yeah, I'm excited to gr- I'm go. I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Anything else you want to promote before we uh, shut her down, bud? Uh, I'm I do. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I uh, lot do lots of Instagram stories, and people uh, have been messaging me saying they think that they're funny and they like them. Oh, your uh, my wife was showing me this uh, your little <laughs> stream of consciousness. Yeah, consciousness that's right. On, uh, yeah, people Instagram. like people. You know what's funny is if you look at all these people on YouTube and Instagram doing that, there's a lot of people that love that shit, and. 90% of the people that do that are all fuckheads. And they're all they're all unfunny and they're all stupid and they all have nothing to say. And I'm talking to you probably. Some of these people so are you're listening not right a now. fuckhead. No. No, I'm not. Ian Gordon is not a fuckhead. I am not a fuckhead. You know? I'm listen to me if you want non-fuckheaded related stuff. I'm a normal guy, like to keep it simple. Oh. And my Instagram handle is uh 
shirt <laughs> shirt Gordon underscore Gordon. <laughs> the reason is, is I think that I wanted to name my kid shirt. You want to name? Do you do you see yourself having kids? Uh, yeah, I like kids. I would have kids. Yeah, you, I, you're I, in love now. You're uh, you're you're subletting your apartment. That's uh, that's so. That's I'm, showing a lot of commitment. Hey, eh? a sublet. I mean, it's. <laughs> I think that it's uh, saving money for sure. <laughs> in this city, if I can save a little bit of coin, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're just talking kids, about. Kids, baby, kids. And no, shirt oh yeah, Gordon. so kids. Shirt. I want to name my kids, kids shirt. shirt. And then uh, I was talking to my buddy Etch the other day, and we had the pact where. He broke the pack because he's got a kid. He was supposed to name his firstborn kid Karate Chop, and I was going to name my firstborn kid Slam Dunk. <laughs> uh, and he broke the pact. So, Slam, Slam Dunk Gordon, not a bad name. So are you still going to name your kid Slam Dunk just to spite your buddy? Slam Dunk Gordon. Hell yeah. <laughs> Slam, Slam Dunk shirt. Imagine. Slam Dunk shirt. Get down here. Slam dunk, sh- Slam dunk Gordon actually rolls off the tongue. Well, here's a question, because uh, Michelle, also an only child. Yes. Um, do you guys see yourself having multiple children? I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it would. Ha- Again, there's so many things. Answering that question, the answer is, if I, uh, if I woke up tomorrow and there was a million dollars in my checking account, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll have 10 kids. Who gives sure. a fuck? I like fucking. Uh, but again, this the, the world that we live in, the city that we live in, the walls are closing in. Everybody can feel the pressure. Everybody is is pretending that nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you really want to bring a child into that, though? I, and I, I would like to have a child, but I, I need to also be... I need personally... To be in a position where I'm secure with what I'm doing before I can commit to that because mm-hmm. I don't feel right yeah, the to the kid. kid. Yeah, the kid, kid can't come into your fucking life, And eh? listen, if, if, well, the kid could, but it would mean that I would have to... Get a baby seat for the bus. I know, I would <laughs> probably have to just do something, like, I don't know, I'd have to do something professional, which I don't want to do, mm-hmm. which would suck. I'd have to get a programming job or I'd have to... Do you know what I mean? I'd have to grow up immediately. Let's whereas, not do that, eh? Whereas if I can, let's if keep, I can, let's do keep com- going up comedy, to the mighty, eating some shrooms in the woods, having a good time. Hey, man, I'm I'm not adverse to having children. I I think that uh, I would be a good uh, parent, but um, you know, needs to be needs stable. to be stable. Yeah, yeah. Which it can be. Just have to, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Just poison a bunch of people first. <laughs> Thin the herd a bit, you know? Who are the funniest comics in uh, this country? Come on over. Let's come on over. Yeah. Let's throw a party. I'm going to... In I've my made... garage. And then yeah. you just shut the door. <laughs> yeah. I've made everybody these sausage rolls. <laughs> Have a sausage roll. <laughs> All right. We got to go, man. Guys, check out shirt under slash Gordon Do on it. Instagram. He'll be ranting stuff. And uh, Do it. Food and Share Magazine podcast. Podcast. Yeah, man. If you They're like funny. food and chairs, this sit shit's down. Funny. Him and Brian can... Ward, uh, funny guys, man. Funny I guys. I guarantee you that you'll laugh. Um, well, I'm already laughing thinking about it, pal. Thanks, buddy. This has been our episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network, baby. It's been great. What'd you, what'd you think? Did you have a good experience? Honestly, I really did. This is a comfortable chair. Good, good. <laughs> well, if you want to throw that had, in your envelope, buddy. If you had made me stand the whole time, I'd probably be upset. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Ian Gordon, check him out out there and uh, keep coming back and seeing us. And you know me, I'm at the, the Underground Comedy Club every single uh, yeah. Wednesday to open my comedy. Check us out this Wednesday. It is our 200th show, and we got a stack lineup. That's for y'all. awesome. So come on down. Cheers, guys. Peace. See you next time. Night.
Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.